The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. And good morning. Welcome to Summer County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon, right here. And uh, we have a, a brand new show uh, right here on this Sunday morning. We're going to bring on a good friend of the show. And back in the day, it was Key Bryant McCormick. But now she has the official title of Judge. Judge, welcome to the show. I've Thank always wanted to so say that. Thank you so much. You are so <laughs> kind and so funny. <laughs> so, and you know, back in the campaign, you know, as you know, mm-hmm. going through it, the campaigns are can be a lot of fun, but they are really tiring. And I know how hard it was for you to uh, do all of that and keep up with the job. You know, you have to admire people who run, regardless of whether you like their platform or you like their situation. It's a lot to put yourself in that position. So I always have respect for that, regardless of whether I agree with their politics or not. It's a lot to put yourself out there. So mm-hmm. you're right. It's definitely a labor. So as an attorney, what was your practice? So I had a general practice as an attorney. Pretty much, I'm a litigator, and I was a litigator, and I would tell people, my little elevator speech was, you want to fight, I'm your girl. Um, (laughs) Kind of concept, because all things litigation. So whether it was criminal or civil, it was juvenile or adult, pretty much all things litigation was my area as Mm -hmm. an attorney. And you did that for how many years? 16 years. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I think you know enough. (laughs) I am right. It may or may not. And you filled in, too, occasionally, uh, in general sessions. Yes, yeah. I sat as special judge in general sessions a lot um, in all three divisions, general sessions, division one, division two, which is juvenile court, and division three. For those that don't know, this is, I guess, an elected position, but it can be appointed or not? No. It, it is, because technically right now I serve as an appointed elected official because, you know, unfortunately, Judge Carter passed away. Mm. And so, ultimately, the county commission appointed me to sit and fill his vacancy until till I get my own term. So, that's two years from now? Two years. Okay. And 24. Then we got to do it all over again. All over again. <laughs> but see your experience now. So you, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely know what I'm doing now. Well, and I think, too, by that time, you've made such a mark on, on the position. It's going to be hard to beat you. Well, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I would hope so. In in our county, our pretty much the culture of our bar is we typically do not challenge sitting judges. Ultimately, at least in recent past, and judges have eight-year terms, there hasn't been a contested judge in a while. I think the last contested judge was Judge Brown, and that was a long time ago, the juvenile judge, but our culture traditionally is we don't challenge sitting judges. Mm-hmm. Well, I know looking at the ballots and in, in, in the past years, especially when I didn't really know anybody back then, you would come to the part about the judges. Do you want to, to retain, you know, mm-hmm. yes, I haven't heard anything negative. So you just, you know, start clicking yes. So I, I guess that would be hard to beat. Well, that's the appellate and the appellate level oh, okay. judges. All so right. typically our Supreme Court judges and our Court of Appeals judges, you retain or, or not for their position. 
positions, but all of the other judges, so circuit level, chancery, a circuit criminal, as well as general sessions, those are all elected and ultimately subject to have a challenger at any time mm-hmm. uh, during their when their terms are up. Now, when you ran this uh, last time, mm-hmm. you had how many people run against there you? There were four of us you. running yeah. for general sessions division one. Okay. There all were right. four of us. And well, so how, five, really. There were four in the primary and then one additional person in okay. general. And so how many different sessions judges do we have? So in Sumner County, we have three. We okay. have Division One and Division Three, which are identical. Uh, they are both adult court. And then Division Two is our juvenile judge. Okay. So that's currently Judge Howard. And okay. ultimately, Division One was Judge Hunter, and he retired. That's the seat we were seeking. Division Three is Judge Carter, and then he passed away, mm. and that's the seat that I currently sit in. Okay. So explain what, in general sessions, what that really entails. What kind of cases would come before you? Okay, general sessions is kind of, oftentimes people think of our Supreme Court as the court of last resort. That's like the last court you get to in Tennessee. Sessions often is the court of first resort. It's often the first court you get. We handle civil and criminal, and we have a myriad of cases. So our jurisdictional limits on the civil side are $25,000 in for general litigation. If it's landlord-tenant, there is no, no ceiling on those cases. Does that stop with you at that point, with cases like that? It does, unless okay. you appeal me. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And so pretty much we get the orders of protection, landlord-tenant, just other civil disputes, sometimes car wrecks, I mean, just a wide variety of cases, dogs running loose, your dog bit me. I mean, all kinds of things. (laughs) I see all kinds of things. And on the civil side. And then we have the criminal side, all misdemeanors, as well as felonies. We kind of become the gateway of felonies. So we determined bond hearings on felony cases, as well as whether there's probable cause that we conduct preliminary hearings on felony cases as well and determine whether those cases should be bound over to the grand jury and ultimately send those cases to criminal court if probable cause exists. Mm. We're the volume court. Most cases come through our court. We're the court that most people know because ultimately we have the large volume. So how many cases would you see in Let's say a crazy day. <laughs> Probably. We try to cap them at 300 or so. Wait a minute. In one day? Yes. <laughs> so these are not week-long trials. These are no. come in, bam, bam, bam. It and is. Yeah. We are often quick dispositions, trying to get the cases resolved. A lot of cases on the criminal side result in, in plea bargains. And ultimately, there are hearings. There are times we are there late. I mean, that our day doesn't end into our docket end. So whether that means we're there to 7 p.m., that means we're there at the 7 p.m. So every day is different. Right. And so ultimately, we have big dockets in that. In that so in a, in a case like that, and you're getting towards the end, can you do a continuance to the next day? Or? We can. If yeah. we need to, okay. we ultimately have okay. the ability. And I have some several that we have continued because we just couldn't quite get finished. Or the case started. They, are, you know, they might have eight witnesses. And so ultimately, we might not get through all of the witnesses in one day and have to continue the case to another day. Well... I did not realize it was that busy. (laughs) Oh, it's super busy. I'm on the bench five days a week. Wow. 
people got to stop committing crimes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I agree. But some of that is also civil. So, you yeah, know, we've got yeah. civil cases and as well as criminal. What was that that you say? Can't we just get along? Absolutely. That's what we have to do. <laughs> and you will find that often <laughs> people cannot. <laughs> coming before you, you, you have to get these things coming. You have to just shake your head and go, are you for real here? I oh, mean, there's got to be those moments. Oh, absolutely. I pray a lot. I pray a lot. <laughs> how do you, when you get something to come across that's just so bizarre, how do you not just crack up? you, you got to hold it in. <laughs> you realize that it's a serious situation. Mm-hmm. People don't come to court because they want to come. They come because they have to. Yeah. And often somebody's hurting, somebody's sad, somebody's miserable. And not to mention the expense of court court is expensive from court costs to fines to contributions that are mandatory to attorney's fees it is not a it's not a free endeavor it's often expensive and you know even down to the collateral things like your job somebody had to take off work to be there Mm -hmm. so there's a somebody needed child care to be there so there's a lot of moving parts and I think just looking at the seriousness of what they go through to get there I think that kind of keeps me from you know from laughing at things um because ultimately you realize that this person means this they they feel it there's an issue there right and and so you're you're the final decision right there there's not a jury here that's when they go up they go up the ladder and then jump into the jury trial you're exactly right general (laughs) sessions we do not have jury trials we have bench trials so i hear a number of cases and rule from the bench every day have you issued a lot of dismissals Um, nothing here you know i would say not as many as you would expect most of the time people you know come and and plead their case in a criminal case there are times when we do dismiss there are times when we don't there are times when we do a partial dismissal so if you've got five counts three counts might have been proven but two may not have Mm -hmm. so we might dismiss two of those counts and you end up being found guilty on three so sometimes it's you know a little bit for police officers they have a hard job they have a, Mm -hmm. a very hard job they have to make a quick choice in a very short amount of time Mm -hmm. they don't get the instant replay or they don't get any of that they have to just go with what they see and make a choice for their choices though their burden of proof is probable cause and that's a low burden ours is beyond a reasonable doubt so for us that burden is a lot higher when you get to court versus it is just for the nature of arrest and so ultimately we might see things or there's other evidence that they didn't get the benefit of knowing out there on the field Mm -hmm. you know the police officers have their in-camera view they didn't get the ability to know that that really was somebody else's or that person comes to court and say no that was really my drugs and you know i'm i'm going to take responsibility they don't get the benefit of knowing Mm -hmm. that out there on the street but in court you get to bring your witnesses and you know put on your case so sometimes things don't shake out the way that they thought but i would find that i probably have convicted more than i've definitely dismissed yeah people are using cameras their own cameras more and more i mean everybody's doing it and have you seen that that has actually backfired on some people oh absolutely (laughs) you know it never fails that person who thinks they've got the smoking gun on their camera and they bring it i'll never forget having this case where this lady it was a car wreck 
and it was a car wreck in a parking lot. You know, she just knew her camera proved that she was right because the other person involved in the collision was very apologetic and she kept saying, I didn't see you and I'm so sorry. You know, the lady even offered to pay for the car being fixed. And so the lady with the camera was like, see, she admits it. She admits it. But what she didn't realize is that camera also showed that she was actually the person at fault because she ran the stop sign that was just right there. But her smoking gun camera that showed that, you know, she's thinking she's proven her case because she got the lady to apologize and say she didn't see her. What the camera also showed was she was really the one at fault when she ran the stop sign. She had had to be leaving that court scratching her head and going, wait a minute, what just happened here? Yeah, she, I think she's probably like, I saw that happening different in my mind, you know, but she didn't review her own camera footage that she thought was her big smoking gun that actually totally backfired on her. You know, years ago, people listen to the show know I was in law enforcement, but I was one of the first cars in our department to use cameras. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much use them more, more for DUI at mm-hmm. that particular point. And that's when they had the VCR in the trunk. I mean, it was antiquated. It was the first stuff. It Jeff, was, you're showing your age. I know, right? But <laughs> it, was, it was so cool that we actually had that now. Of course, it's so far advanced now. Mm-hmm. But to have that, that kind of evidence clearly i think is is so important it now, is are you see, seeing a lot of use it with body cam footage from oh, the yes. departments oh yeah. yes and for the ones who do have body cam that has definitely helped their cases and oftentimes it solidifies things oftentimes too the officers will go back and realize um that was a little bit different and maybe you know will come and say this part's different or whatever but it often substantiates the charges that they brought and it's been very helpful because especially on cases where there is an impairment based on alcohol or drugs, mm-hmm. they don't often know what, you know, it's that perception of your sober mind thought one thing that your intoxicated mind totally thought something different. You mm-hmm. know, you'll have that person who's like, no, there's no way I did that. And then they see it on video themselves and they are often very embarrassed and are like, that was definitely not my finest I see, moment. I see females doing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You see you dancing out there and trying to do the sobriety test, and why are you doing ballet? Right, <laughs> right. It, it definitely wasn't the finest moment, and oftentimes, you know, it makes people wise up and take responsibility sure, for their yeah. actions. Well, we're talking with Judge Key Bryant McCormick right here, General Sessions Judge here in Sumner County. We're going to continue our conversation with her when we return with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Well, it's Sunday morning, and we're back right here with more of Sumner County Spotlight. And I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. On We continue our conversation with uh, General Sessions Judge Key Bryant McCormick right now. You know, you're on the bench five days a week, 24 hours a day. It probably <laughs> seems that way to you. <laughs> but you're involved in other activities uh, with the court as well. Well, you know, you tease about the 24 hours a day, but we are on call 24 hours a day. Ultimately, huh? we will sign a search warrant at 2 a.m. or whatever is needed. Okay. But, so jokingly, yes. But <laughs> but also under my court is mental health court. And so each week I facilitate mental health court. And so mental health court falls under our recovery court umbrella, okay. 
where we have DUI court as well as, well, DUI court's a little bit different, but drug court. So we've got drug court, DUI court, mental health court. DUI court is currently supervised by a different agency. But going back to mental health court, that falls under Division Three, which is my court. And I meet weekly with the participants who are in mental health court. And it is a very intensive program that helps them get their medication regulated, helps them with life challenges and coping with life challenges. And ultimately, we've seen great results in a reduced recidivism rate of reoffending rate with mental health court. I am so, so proud of my participants in mental health court. They work hard. It is a lot. They meet with us every week. They meet with staff multiple times a week. And they go through so many things in order to get their lives back on track to keep them out of the criminal justice system. So is this in lieu of incarceration? Um, Oftentimes, yes. In some cases, yeah. Yes, sometimes there's a little bit incarceration sometimes there's a substance abuse issue that we are resolving as well sometimes they go to treatment sometimes they do outpatient treatment Uh, it just there's various elements um they work they have families we work on all kinds of challenges that they're experiencing but they're required to be there they're required to be by the there. court order they have to be there so absolutely. they don't show up guess what there's they're a coming problem for you. absolutely yep. and their phases so they graduate through phases we have four phases and so they graduate through phases and it has just been exceptional to witness i've seen my participants push through so many obstacles mm-hmm. i've got a couple that now are working on just bettering their lives getting gds working on getting their driver's license restored i mean just all kinds of things that they just never thought they would be able to do we've got a graduation coming up on november 14th for several of my participants several have a long way to go yeah um but several you know are graduating and it's just an amazing way of assessing and dealing with issues that are so prevalent like mental health and we really take it serious and like I said, every every week I meet with them and go over things. And this has got to make you feel so good. It does. It's like I'm doing the right thing here. It absolutely you know? does because these are people who really did not need to be incarcerated but needed something. Right. And to be able to help them achieve that, it ultimately cuts down on so many things. We've done studies to show that it's so much cheaper on the county for individuals to go through mental health court than it is to be in the jail as well as the rate of reoffending is so low. So overall, it becomes a win-win. It's a financial win for our county. It's a wonderful win for the person and tremendously for their families. To be able to uni- reunite these families, is it's amazing. Well, I think it, it just kind of seals the point that in this day and time, there's a mental health issue. Absolutely. I mean, it, even with the small kids, it, it, it blows my mind Absolutely. how the kids are affected. And they're a lot of times growing up in a situation where maybe the, the parents have mental health issues. And mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of repeating that circle. This kind of helps you hope to break mm-hmm. that circle and get them in the right path. We do. Yeah. And Judge Carter started mental health court for mm-hmm. our county, which is great. And Judge Howard has taken up that mantle with juvenile mental health court. Because he recognizes that trickle down that you were just Mm -hmm. talking about. So our juvenile court now is mental health court. And so we often are working with the full family. So it's just great. I mean, you're right. There's a lot of that. And it's time to get rid of the stigma of it. You know, it's time to get rid of the stigma and get to helping and healing and, Mm -hmm. and working on people being productive. And that, and allowing them to have the tools to help themselves, because that's what we do. We are 
empowering them with the tools to help themselves because ultimately they do great. Right. It's kind of that concept of giving a person a fish and teaching them to fish. Right. You know, so it's we've been teaching to fish and so they've definitely have been doing amazing. Well, and I think people have to learn to take care of themselves. They do. The docs can load them with meds, mm-hmm. but again, they come off the meds, guess what happens? You're right Absolutely. back where they were. So uh, teaching them mm-hmm. there is a right way. There's a way out of this thing. Absolutely. You know, maybe you're not going to be 100%, but it's going to make your life a lot better. It absolutely yeah. is. But I think that's the most amazing thing that I, I've heard. Mm-hmm. And I did Thank not ha- I have no idea that was part of, of the system because everybody used to talk about, well, instead of throwing them in jail, they need mental health. They mm-hmm. need to go to a psychiatric hospital mm-hmm. or something like that. But mm-hmm. this is, is amazing. It is. It is definitely a joy of my job. I look forward to mental health court. I, I, you know, I never miss. I'm always, I'm going to rearrange life to make sure I'm at mental health court because it's important to them. And it has been amazing for my participants. It absolutely has been. Yeah. And then you go home at the end of the day and you go, you know, that was good. <laughs> it is. I had one of our guys say, you know, I told him I knew he was smart. I knew he could get his GD. And just believing in him was enough to make him believe in him. And he is working on that GD really hard. So yeah. oftentimes they didn't have that growing up. They didn't have those that environment. And so this has been. And also the biggest thing is the shame. They recognize that they're in a safe haven. You're in a safe place. Everybody here has an issue. And ultimately we can get through it and I think that's a big part is the acceptance piece Mm -hmm. and I think the acceptance has been tremendous for mental health court and just our recovery family in general whether it's drugs or DUI it's been great for them so are there other things that General Sessions takes care of as well well we have so many things that fall you know on fall on us in terms of those things our dockets are big and one of the issues i'm working on or another project that i'm working on is our driving on revoke license driving on suspended license oftentimes we find that people don't know or realize that their license are Mm -hmm. suspended and i tell people all the time i do not condone you driving in tennessee without a license and i'm hard on it and i will hold them accountable but i also work with them to help them get their license we try to find out what's holding you Here's what you need to do. Because a lot of them just don't know. It's not like we've got a subway that runs that you can just jump on the subway and go where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Getting around and supporting your family and going to work without a license or driving without a car is, is horrible. So we've been, I've been working on a program. It's not ready yet. I'm still working on it to try to reduce. We are inundated with those cases. It clogs up, uses a lot of court time that could be used on some more serious offenses. And ultimately, it is something we can provide. Like I, the glow on people's faces when they finally have gotten their license, it is tremendous. You know, I had a lady say, I never thought I would get them back. And, you know, thank y'all for giving me the sheet and helping me work through figuring it out. And she was able to pay off everything she owed, ultimately get her license back. But she just needed that direction and she didn't have it so some of the reasons for revocation would be what a variety of things a a ticket that you didn't pay that you thought you had or even down to court cost every case when you go to court has court costs if you don't pay your court costs they suspend your license child support is another one that suspends suspends your license so there and and often it's a ticket that they didn't have i had a lady her license had been suspended from a citation she had in the 80s that she didn't even know she had (laughs) wow and didn't know she had her license was suspended because she hadn't been pulled over you know in in a while so Mm -hmm. for her it was you know because she hadn't driven and then she didn't it's just a, a gambit of things but 
We've got people who've had older citations that they ultimately realize, oh, I owe that. I can pay that. And they pay it or they paid everything but didn't know why it was still holding. And that was because they owed a reinstatement fee that they didn't know. It's not always the easiest to call the Department of Safety and get an answer. Mm -hmm. So that has been a hang up for a lot of people. Ultimately, they'll figure it out that Oh, I just owed Rutherford County, you know, $50 and I would be able to have my license because they didn't realize there's no big glowing database that they can access to find out. So that's been one of them. And I mean, we've got some bad actors, though, that have had their license suspended for DUI and mm-hmm. other issues. And that's a whole different beast. Oh, sure. But it's the typical ones who are suspended for either a citation that they didn't pay all of or court costs. And these are things that we help them empower them to pay we're not waiving these fees it's no you but getting on a payment plan so that ultimately you can be successful to get it paid off so in tennessee is is it a restable offense it is a restable oftentimes they cite them but an officer if you're driving by yourself and you are driving with a suspended license they can't just cite you because you're going to continue to drive off and continue to break the law so they have the ability to arrest you and it just gets worse because then if you call somebody to come pick you up, you got to have the car towed. It gets <laughs> or way pick, worse. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely, it it definitely just compounds. Plus, that's new court costs, new fines, new you know, it just continues to snowball. So I got a question, mm-hmm. and and this kind of bothers me, and it has nothing to do with Sumner County. It leads more to that county south of us. Okay. <laughs> and where the district attorney, I guess, it, it now it just appears to me, those in talk radio, that the district attorney, it seems to be soft on officer-related incidents, aggravated assault, battery, anything that has to do with law enforcement. It seems like they're just, the judges are slapping them on the wrist and say, go away for probation or something like that. And I don't know if that's uh, how that all comes down the pike. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys obviously can't be threatened by somebody. So this is how you're going to judge. They're mm-hmm. not telling you you have to be, you know, ease up on this or be harder on that, correct? Oh, absolutely yeah. not. Okay. I will say this. I can't speak for any other county, but in Sumner County, we hold you accountable. We, I mean, we are known for that. We hold you accountable. We uphold the law. My job is to be a neutral, is to be neutral in all facets. It's not to be pro-defendant. It's not to be pro-prosecutor. We are the neutral person. So whether that means that if you broke the law, we're going to deal with you for breaking Mm -hmm. the law. We don't just turn the other cheek. There are not offenses. I say, oh, I'm just not going to judge those. Absolutely not. If it comes before me, it is fair game. And that's the way we look at it. And ultimately, we use what the law, the parameters the law gives us to deal with those cases. And if you are doing dangerous behavior, you will be held accountable. Even if you're a juvenile. Even if you're a juvenile. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, just while you were talking about that. So if, if when is a, they determine that they're going to try this juvenile as an adult, would that start in juvenile court? Or? It would. Okay. And so what would happen is the district attorney would have to file a motion to transfer this case and try this individual as an adult. Okay. And at that point, that um, person would be given a hearing and the state would pro- present their proof on why the person would need to be tried as an adult. And in the event that Judge Howard deems that they should be tried as an adult their case is transferred to criminal court and they are tried as an adult and they are no longer have the protections of juvenile law well and i've always said you know especially here in hendersonville because i know chief miller is hard Mm -hmm. and if you come in hendersonville or sumner county commit a crime 
you're going to do the time. Absolutely. There's no slap on the wrist around here. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, we look at it as, you know, my, my commitment is making sure that in Sumner County, we are safe. And that's safe from dealing with criminals who are repeat offenders who mm-hmm. continue to offend. You know, at, we are hard on crime, but conversely, we're also, it's safety from false accusations mm-hmm. as well. It's safety from you being falsely accused of something that you didn't do, and safety from someone who is a, a bad actor trying to cause you harm. Sure. So yeah. we definitely look at both. Not an easy job, I can say that. It's not. <laughs> it, it's not. It's definitely a stressful job, but, you know, it's one I, I signed up for. I love it, and you know, and welcome doing it. So yeah. far, it's I've gotten great feedback, so I feel good about that. Some days, everybody's mad, and I feel like I did a good job if everybody yeah. is mad. Well, so. well, I just keep it up, doing, uh, well, doing great I'm things. I'm trying. And, thank you so much for all you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate you for having me. This has been amazing. Well, I'm glad we're able to do that. Finally. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the schedule has been, it's been crazy, but being on the bench five days a week often, yeah. you know, leads to a bizarre calendar. That's right. So we're talking with Judge Key Bryant McCormick right here, General Sessions Judge. Division three? three? Division three, mm-hmm. General Sessions. I, yes. I'll get it right. So thanks so much for coming in. Hey, we're going to take a break right here. We'll be right back with more of Summer County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Well, good morning and welcome to Summer County Spotlight uh, once more. We're glad you're joining us and hope you're continuing to support the show and, and listen in because we got all kind of great things we're, we're talking about and talking about people who do incredible things. I had to bring in Shanda Tripp once more because she's just doing amazing things with Love from Music City. And I wanted her to tell us about the new gala that's coming up here. Uh, and it's, this thing is going to be fabulous. So welcome back to the show. Thank and you for having me. What a joy to get to be here again and thank you jeff and your beautiful wife for everything that you've done to help us you say i'm doing a great work no i'm not it is a community (laughs) effort many people working together who care about children so thank you so much so you got a lot of great things coming up we have got a lot of great things coming up november the third is our sixth annual gala and we are most excited about our mc He's amazing. I think you really like him. I, I want, you know, I thought I saw something. <laughs> He's a really big deal in Sumner County, for uh. sure, especially spotlighted, yes. <laughs> so we are thankful to Jeff Shannon for coming out being our MC again this year. And we have the Queen of Bluegrass going to be there. We'll be honoring her with the Bill Anderson Icon Award. So that is coming up November the 3rd. And, and that is? The famous Rhonda Vincent. Rhonda Vincent. I'll you know, remember. Rhonda, I mean, she has done so many great pieces of work. And she, really she does great things to promote bluegrass. And, and those who, who have not, maybe they're not into bluegrass, yeah. you, you got to listen to Rhonda. Because she, she kills it. amazing. And the talent level, I think just bluegrass as a whole can be undervalued for the talent across mm-hmm. the board bluegrass music and musicians have but Rhonda especially is amazing and she's so generous and she's so kind and we're just so honored to have her uh, come and grace us and she'll be singing as well that's going to be incredible yeah, it's going to be great well that's I look wow I look forward so that to that is Thursday November the 3rd and where's uh, it going to be 
it's going to be at 403 Walton Ferry in Hendersonville and we are excited we're pretty much sold out to be honest so I don't need anyone to try and get tickets because we're sold out (laughs) but we will be live streaming it this year so I would love for people to tune in and share it and like it and, is this uh, going to be on your Facebook? It's going to be okay. from our all social media platforms. So how, they've yeah. just searched Love for Music love City. For music It'll City. pop up right on their Facebook. It'll pop up, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then if they would like it, we would like them. And if they would share it, we would be overjoyed. And you know what? You get a lot of great people that come and support this because it's yes, such a great cause. Yes, you know, last year at the gala, yeah. I mean, my gosh, we had Crystal Gale, Pam amazing. Tillis, Marty yes. Rabin, uh, J.D. Shelburne, Buddy, Buddy Jewel, Jewel. Uh, mm-hmm. and Chapel Hart. Chapel Hart was right. in attendance. Yes, and yes. you kept look. We kept. Who are those girls? Yes, they. Uh-huh. I mean. They just yeah. looked the part. They Full looked like they hats, were somebody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it was amazing. Now they look so where they're kind. at. I know. So you See? never know who you're going to get to meet. <laughs> yeah, we've been throwing up those pictures of, of us in Chapel Heart. So you never know. It's a, truly a star-studded event. We might have to do a red carpet walk going in. Definitely. Oh, I have. Definitely I do have will. a red carpet. Yeah. Oh, you do? If, no, yes. we do have a red carpet walk okay. going in. Yes. Yeah, so you don't have to bring yours. We got ours out there and ready to roll with the press line out there, of course. Good. So we are uh, excited about it. But this year, that's where it's different. You can tune in. In. That's we're just great. trying to broaden the platform because we think it's such a special night it should be shared and frankly the venue this year can't hold hundreds at round tables will be so we decided to open it up well next year bridgestone hey, hey that's what i'm thinking know. yes <laughs> never know but yeah it's an incredible thing so what kind of things are we get are going to happen here we have a silent auction you're going to have again this year no nope, i'm not i did away with the silent auction so okay just a moment of personal reflection i have had a tremendous year a little uh, busy yes yeah. back last fall my husband became sick december the 8th of 2021 he went home to be with the lord and then 71 days later my mother in love edith tripp who had attended every gala every foster care party briefly my mother-in-law's history was she was abandoned when she was eight years old by her mother and she ended up in an orphanage and almost was adopted her grandmother stepped up at that point point and took her in and her sisters so she had a special place in her heart for foster care children she also inspires us inspired me to see the value in every foster child because that would have been my mother-in-law if her grandmother had not stepped up so losing both of them to be honest as of this spring, this summer, I didn't even think we would have a gala this year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. Just It's just too much. And for those of you who are listening, I know we kind of went to a heavy note here. There's lots of people who've suffered through COVID, job loss, marriage problems. You've buried a loved one. You understand. It's hard. Get excited about anything. Well, we still have our orphanages in Haiti. The children, foster care is at an all-time high intake. DCS workers is at all-time low. Foster parents is at at all-time low. So the longer I thought about it, it's like, well, maybe we could do something. But who would be our icon? What could we do? Well, Rhonda Vincent was very gracious to accept the award this year and agree to come. So it all just kind of fell into place. So we omitted the auction. That takes much of work, (laughs) work. But we will have raffle items we got some great stuff i believe we have a seven day stay in gatlinburg that will be raffling off so you might win it for a dollar so we got (laughs) stuff like that that we're doing to raise money but uh we have kind of edited it a little bit because of our situation yes absolutely but i mean these things are are really important because i think it's it really helps 
you all do the things you need to do. Exactly. You know, for, awareness, for the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's the really what it's about. The community, the business owners who step up. Many people I have found would be willing to help foster children, but they don't know what to do. And they right. don't know how to do it. It's mm-hmm. such a big undertaking. So that's where the gala brings attention to what we're doing. And I feel like it breaks it down into baby pieces where people can feel like they can help volunteer. They might be a location to collect toys. We're not getting into that right now, but December the 11th will be our 11th annual Christmas party for Sumner County foster care children. Mm -hmm. We are the exclusive provider of Sumner County foster care children's Christmas. So local businesses can collect toys, that kind of thing. One of the things I think they look forward to, especially if they've been in the system. you know what I mean? Yes. And it's sad that they have to be in the system that long. Year to year. You know, year yes. to year. But, you know, that's how things happen. But every day we're doing something Absolutely. to help them. And that's that's the important so thing. So the need is still there. Uh, we still need the finances. We still need the goods. So the gala will help bring attention to all of that. And we get to have a fun night, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Right? <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm not singing. That's good. Well, yeah, you never, never know. <laughs> you never know, right? Uh, I wanted to mention on a personal note, I will be debuting my book. I have written a book, and the name of it is She Was Healed. It'll be available everywhere books are sold. You can go to Amazon, or you can go to shewashealed.com. It is myself my mother in love and my daughter who is 20 years old both contributed to the book Mm -hmm. three generations of women inspiring you to overcome it's based on the story in the bible the woman with the issue of blood she said to herself if i can touch the hem of his garment i know i will be made whole and she was healed that's the only time in the bible those three words are spoken so you have to make a decision where you're going in life, what you want to do, and the most important voice you will ever hear is your own. Self-talk is what a lot of people call it, but you have to know what you know, and you have to make a decision on what you know and stick with it. And that woman in the Bible is a picture of pressing through every obstacle, and I would have never dreamed that I would write that book, have that book finished, and then have to press through the worst of obstacles of a lifetime before the book would actually be published. So this could relate to not just women, but to everybody who reads it. To everybody. 97% of people Jeff, do not have daily written goals. So we are like trying to put a puzzle together without knowing what the puzzle looks like. If I asked you to put a puzzle together and said, here, just gave you a bag of pieces, said, here, put it together, you'd be like, uh. But if I show you a picture, right, of maybe a Thomas Kincaid puzzle and say, here's the pieces, put it together. So now you know where you're headed, you have a direction, and you can possibly get it done even quicker, right? Absolutely. 97% of people do not have a a daily written goals, but the 3% that do are the top 10% wealthiest people in the world. How Mm. about that? Well, you got to know, when you're at that level, you got to know where you're going. You got to know where you're going, (laughs) right. What are some of the other things you're you're covering in the book? In the book, well, we get into self-talk, meaning that some people call it awareness, some people call it your inner voice, some people call it your consciousness. And it's helped me a lot with foster care children because they were so abused, they've been hurt. Well, that self-talk is getting messed up Mm -hmm. because they've been so devalued. And maybe that's you listening. You've been so devalued in life. You got to catch it and stop saying it to yourself. You're ugly, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're broke, you'll never be broke, you can never have more than your grandparents had, you can never do more than your husband said you would, whatever. We have to reverse that. And here's the thing. We are the only person who can do it. Yeah. I can tell you how great you are till the cows come home, but unless you believe it, 
and you know it, right. you will never change. So you have the power to make that decision over your own life. Sure. Now you're going to have books uh, there at the yes, event? Okay. at the gala. And you're going to she autograph them too. We, I, me oh. and my daughter will be signing. Be I would great. have never dreamed my mother-in-love wouldn't be here yeah. to see the final product, but my mother-in-love spent her whole life trying to help people, and I know she would want every woman to be healed, so yeah. we're moving forward. Well, that's that's incredible. In so there, you're going to have it uh, on your Facebook page, I'm sure. It's going to be, on, be on, everywhere, on your website, everywhere. Was, Look, yes, yeah. but it's nowhere in until November the third, right? Yes. You, yeah. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be incredible, and I wish you well on that because people need something these days. Because as we know, this day and time, yes. I mean, the world, not just the United States, yes. the, world the world is in such chaos and and crazy things going on, and people keep bringing it up. Well. This is the end. Yeah. This is when it's going to happen. Right. But yeah, that's right. So we're just <laughs> keep plugging me. on. But you're you're just doing so many great things, and uh, so we you, have a lot to celebrate. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, a special surprise coming up. But we have you know this gala coming up. Rhonda Vincent's going to be there, and uh, tons of, of other great influential people in Sumner County and in Middle Tennessee, and because they just they have a. I think everybody has a passion for this. I once you hear about it, how can you not help? And right. I want to throw in here one more thing. December sixteenth, December sixteenth of this year in Kentucky, about two and a half hours from Nashville. Rhonda Vincent, JD Shelburne. And I believe some other celebrity special guests, uh, Cherish Lee, were having a Christmas concert and it benefits Love for Music City. December 16th, and okay. we'll have that on all of our social media. Okay. And Rhonda Vincent is doing that, J.D. Shelburne, Cherish Lee, and I think we're getting him down on it as well. Oh, so incredible, incredible. Guest. You know, so with this, this gala, your hope for this yes. would be what? My hope for this would be able to raise the budget to finish the youth center that we are building in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Now, we I, talked about this in our the last time yes. you guys were on. This is an incredible it's adventure incredible. and, and a, a huge endeavor. <laughs> yes, huge endeavor. So I'm not going to tell everything about it, but an individual stepped up and donated enough to put a new roof on the facility and change all the finishes on the inside. All we need now is what I would call the furnishings library, computer lab, music, musical instruments. I would love to have a place where possibly a guitar teacher could come and teach a foster care student how to play the guitar. Mm -hmm. And they could meet at our place and we have the guitar available. So things like that. So I'm calling that the furnishes. So we need the table, the chairs, the lockers, just the stuff that yeah. goes inside, but everything else is debt free. Isn't that great? It debt free is always yeah. the best. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you will accept uh, monetary donations. Oh, 100%. Cash is good. You could go online right now, loveformusiccity.org, and you could donate uh, something we're always doing. I'll mention it briefly. We supply love packs for foster care children coming into the system. That is a bag, not a backpack. It is a large bag that can hold their items. And it has pajama bottoms, t-shirts, socks, hygiene items. And the night they come into the foster care system, usually that's the largest traumatic experience they've ever had in their life. And they are ending up in a stranger's home. Mm -hmm. So we provide a love pack through DCS and other entities who help us with this to the child. So that night they feel valued. They don't have to wear a stranger's T-shirt or whatever, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if you're the foster parent who has just taken in a child, what's the first thing you're going to have them do? Right. Take a shower. Right. Well, what are they going to put on if they didn't have any clothes? Maybe. How they going to brush your teeth? Yes. <laughs> 
so all of those things are very real and most of us don't even think about it because we've never been in such an incident and it's happening every day it's happening right now yeah, as we're absolutely speaking. hey you know what we gave it a little tease a little bit ago yes, so coming uh, a surprise guest will be making an appearance and uh, let's tell everybody about that about a year ago, I went to an event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I met an amazing man. His name is Sir Earl Toon. No. You say, who is that? From Cool and the Gang, he wrote Celebrate Good Times, Come On, you know, the one from the Ladies Cool Night, commercial, yeah. the one, yeah, the one we all know. He wrote that song. He sings that song. He is going to be attending the gala and singing for us. So we are excited. So I say Love for Music City is the only place in town where you are going to hear Cool from Cool and the Gang and Rhonda Vincent, the queen of bluegrass. Diversity, man. Uh, <laughs> bluegrass to R&B, baby. Let's, let's make this thing. It's going to be it's going to be an incredible night. Uh, I can't wait to be there. And thank you so much for asking thank me to, to come back and MC for it. participate this year. And thank you for having us on. And thank you to the audience who's listening. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking with Shanda Tripp. Uh, she is the founder and owner, the head honcho no over owner. Love from Music City. <laughs> Don't own a charity, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate her uh, providing this information for you. And hey, listen, stick around. I got a surprise coming. We'll have more right here with Sumner County Spotlight. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Summer County Spotlight. We have a kind of a real special guest here in the studio that we've been honored to have come join us on, on this Sunday morning. I want to introduce Mr. Sir Earl Toon with the legendary group Cool and the Gang. And you know all of those great hits. Man, you know, I got to tell you, one of my favorites has to be Joanna. Oh, man. You know, so many people, so many people do. I mean, I don't, I, 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 we, we've had people that love Joanna, then they love Cherish, then they love Too Hot, then they, then they love Ladies Night, then they love Get Down On It, and they love, I mean, you know, Take My Heart, Ooh La La La, funky stuff, Hollywood swinging, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, Summer Madness, and then most of all, they seem to gravitate to, celebrate good times come on yeah no you know i am so grateful that when i wrote those lyrics and that melody of that song it wasn't that i wrote that that was given to me by the grace of god yes yeah and it's still working i mean that's awesome hey you're coming to town i understand you're going to be performing and making an appearance at the love for music city gala right here in hendersonville well you know what I, i i love the organization and what they stand for love from music city and um, they're, 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 they're exactly what the mission statement is about. Mm-hmm. You oh. know? And, and um, yeah, and, and the kids are, are the ones that benefit. You know, that's the important thing because they get things that they normally would never get. You're absolutely right. And to tell you, we have truly a, um, how can I say this? And she doesn't know. I have an organization that we've had for years and we've been kind of hit hard because of the pandemic, but we're coming out of it this year. And they're going to be really moving back. Um, we've only 
three years in the making, but we've given over close to 8,000 coats to kids. It's called Give a Kid a Coat. And um, we um, even had our, um, if you will, our website hacked by somebody. So we kind of figure, but we don't, because I always say, you know, whenever you don't have something good about to say about anyone, as Grandma would say, don't say nothing at all. But That's right. You know, God is working it all out. We're going to be roaring back through my Cyril Tunes Foundation that we're setting up. And it's called GiveAKidACoat.org. Yeah. But you, you'll see that we have given over close to 8,000 coats in the last few years. I think that there's a synergy that's there. And that whatever I need to give the kids the coats for love from Music City, that we would love to, you understand, partner and, uh, and share. Yes. You know, especially for those foster moms and grandmoms, you know. Right. And the orphans abroad also as well. Well, it, it's, it's, it has to boil down to, you know, at some point, someday, we don't have to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, well, we wouldn't don't... that be grand? Oh, really? my gosh. Wow. Well, oh, you're talking about, you're, 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 from your lips to God's ears, that's like music. <laughs> <laughs> the, the same, you know, what you just said is like say, writing a lyric or melody and putting it to a wonderful body of arrangement to say, right. Wow, we can. Yes. Oh, you know, it has to be done. And and the fact that we can get to the point to where we kids are, are not in the foster care system. Everybody has a family. I mean, ultimately, that would be the, the great thing to have. But uh, we, we know that's probably not. But we just keep striving and trying to help these kids and, and try to give them as normal a uh, life as possible. Well, you know, what's, what, 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 it's not funny, but it's very interesting. My mom died when I was four years old. And my grandmother raised me. And there was four of us. And respectfully. I um my my father remarried again. He and his wife, out of the kids that he had, and they had children, had foster kids. And mm-hmm. actually, three of the foster kids have been adopted. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah. I under believe me, I, <laughs> I know all too well. Um, you know, you, you you wonder what others are doing at times. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why when I saw this, and and I and I tell you, Shanda, she doesn't even know that. You know, she doesn't know. That's what kind of let me say, okay, without without hesitation. Yeah. Because it's something that I know not only that it should be done, and I'm happy that it's being done, but, I mean, we're talking about 30 years in the making that it's been done. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, tell you the truth, it's been more like 35 years in the making that them kids has been fostered, that brought through the, the, the system, if you will. Sure. And they became a part of the family that um, she said, well, I can't let them go. Then they said, well, you know, said, and adopted. See, and the mm-hmm. thing is, and you should know, and I believe you do know, because when you do adopt them, they're not in the system no more mm-hmm. to get certain monies and things like that. Yes. You understand? So, yeah. Well, you know, the great thing, and, and I, you know, we try to promote, uh, you know, being a foster parent or an adoptive parent because it, it's not going to cost you anything. <laughs> you know, people don't understand right. that. Their medicals paid for, they're, they, they, they qualify for a lot of uh, schooling and, and medications, eyeglasses, dentistry. It, it's, it's all paid for through the, the state. And it, it's just yeah. kind of seamless. I mean, the hardest thing you have to go through is, uh, you know, doing some parenting classes and behavioral classes and, of course, background, oh, yeah. background checks and things of that nature. But <laughs> but guess what, Jeff? But, 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 but I got to tell you, would you believe, though, 30 years ago, things are so different yes. and so much better now mm-hmm. than they were 30 and 40 years ago. In other words, there's certain things that you had done and you was like on your own. There are things that have been in rules and regulations that have been changed to make it so that if those that did it in 40 years ago could do it mm-hmm. and embrace those and so, then 
if you, why would you not be able to to help a child? Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Especially today. Well, the fact that you've decided you wanted to come and help, and you're coming all the way to Nashville, or just north of Nashville, in a great oh, wow. uh, city of Hendersonville, that we have a prestigious individual as yourself, you know, coming in here, and, you know, you... You've done a lot of great things. I mean, you've you've written and co-wrote and produced uh, numerous big name hits. Of course, everybody knows Celebration, Ladies Night, and that kind of thing. And you, you've just done some incredible things. And you're producing now. So, is is Cool in the Gang? Um, you got any kind of information on on the group? The group is alive and well. Cool and the fellas. Well, a lot of as, even on the album Celebration, if you see, there's a lot. But all of the horn section has passed on. Yeah, there's a there's there's some folks that yeah. have, have gone on. I think I'm I'm missing some somebody, but yeah. the the thing is is that Cool is still there with George and, and Amir. Now they they have a custom youngsters that are there, and some that has been with the group at least like Michael Ray. Uh, and, and matter of fact, yeah, has been there more than twenty years, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, keeping the band alive, and they are absolutely fabulous. Yes, they really are. I'll tell anyone if you can ever go to a Cool in the Gang show, go. Yeah, it's because be fun. you will be tr- truly, truly entertained. The thing that I do because of being, I do so many things for charities and nonprofit organizations and for corporations and things like that. Also, because of being co-writer and co-producer and of, of a lot of the songs, but also when I sing, be it um, Get Down on It or Ladies Night or Too Hard or Celebration, Cherish or Joanna or whatever. I can do cool in the gang songs, but I can also do my girl by the Temptations, or and I love her by the Beatles, or I could do, um, if you will, something from James Brown, or actually from Elvis Presley. I'm the only protege I don't know if you know this of Otis Blackwell. Do you know who Otis Blackwell is? Yes, the writer of hits like "Don't Be Cruel," "All Shook Up," "Return to Cinder." Yes, oh, um, absolutely. Fever, fever when you hold me tight. Great ball for Peggy Lee. Great ball to fire for Jerry Lee Lewis. Handyman for Pat Boone and James Taylor. I mean, I'm his only protege as a writer. Quincy with Q said, no one is a big hit because it came from the bloodline. I mean, you see a hundred names on the song, but it, the, 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 it was the main ones was myself, Ronald, um, Diodato, James, and, and, and the fellas contributing too. But, um, you know, again, we never thought the song would do what it has done. And I contribute that as when that gift came to me, that hook and that chorus. Mm-hmm. And we're going to celebrate your party with you celebration. I had no idea, none whatsoever. <laughs> it was like just a song, not knowing that I was being given a gift with the fella to give the world that is still being played today. And it was said that it only it's number one in every genre of celebration, but it falls to number two to only one song. And do you know what that is, Jeff? Uh, you got to tell me. Happy birthday <laughs> Hey, hey, so at the... That's at, not bad. Yeah, I know. Man, you can get some royalties I mean, off think, of that yeah, song. Just think about that. In every celebration, be it there's a winning of a game, or you got, <laughs> you, you, you got married, or you got a, a raise on your job, or you got your baby came in, or well, I, I can go on and on. Sure. The bottom line is that, and still you sing celebration maybe before or after, people still sing 
happy birthday to you. And that's only for <laughs> one's birthday. Anything else is celebration. No, that it's great. It's, it's, it's look at the song. You know, when a baby is born or someone by the one month, one day old to 101 years old, that's what I'm saying is that. Well, celebration has a better better beat than happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, Jeff? Believe it or not, I, I, I'll, I'll just tell you this, that um, I got something that I'll be going in the studio with soon. I have something for those that love birthdays, and I believe that and I hope I'll make sure that once I do it, I, I'll send it to you. Oh, You'll be, be great. one of the first to hear it, and great. I hope that you like it. Matter of fact, did you did you see my first Christmas song that I did? Uh, I did not. No, if you go to YouTube, okay, and put in Sir Earl Tune, yeah, and it'll come up. This is all I want for Christmas. The movie is coming out this November. Um, it's an independent movie, but it's my first Christmas song ever that I co-written with two ladies, and um, I'm singing all the background vocals mm-hmm. and the lead vocals, and you can see me there if you can. I don't know if you can get it there at the station. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you're uh, appearing here at the gala... Uh, this this coming week. I know you're going to perform a couple of tunes. Are we going to make them surprises? Not let anybody know what you're going to be doing? You know what? I'm, as much as I am, I try to be my best as a leader. I try to be my best as a follower. Mm-hmm. I could be the bench warmer. I could be the water boy. <laughs> I could be the tall boy, but I can get out there and quarterback or coach if you need. Whatever position that is needed, by the grace of God given me. And, I, and when I say that, I'm no religious fanatic. Believe me, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. But I do know that every day I wake up is because of that unbelievable grace and, and mercy given me and the prayers and my wishes of others. So. I stay in my lane. Good. Well, and, and too, <laughs> unless, if you unless unless my net lane is needed and it's broadened, <laughs> that I need to you know a, throw out a wider net for sure. all concerned, not just myself. Well, look, if you need background singers, I'm sure Shanda and Crystal will be uh, great background vocalists. Uh, they can even do some back and forth dancing, do some choreography. Let me make this happen. You know. <laughs> It's been a, a pleasure taking your time to call in here. I thank you so much for, for doing this. I know Shanda, all of Love for Music City, is just so excited that you're going to be here. And we can't wait to meet you in person. And uh, thanks for doing this. Oh, no, no, my pleasure. It, it's truly an organization that is so passionate about helping and serving those in need. You know, our children. Our, and, and, and the focus is on foster children and the orphans that's abroad. And they're mm-hmm. advocating to ensure the needs are met. I'm talking about every child has a voice, and they want them to be heard. They are determined to change America foster care by all means necessary, but with love and with sincerity and being genuine and and given. I'm talking about given percentages like others are not giving. That's what they're doing there. And I'm telling you, love for Music City, they are truly, rightfully, truly served, and they value them. And everyone needs to know they are loved and they matter. Our children in every way every day and that's what love for music city does and i am so happy sir o'toon from the world-renowned band cool and the gang to be a part of and i i'm hoping it'll be a celebration truly when we um meet next week by the grace of god thank you jeff thank thank you man thank you so much for doing that well definitely a pleasure for sure so hey let's go wrap up for this edition of summer county spotlight with your host jeff shannon join us next sunday right here at 10 o'clock now don't forget to be on our podcast page at whinradio.com we'll see you next week so long sumner county spotlight will return next sunday morning at 10 a.m thanks for listening